Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for Couple Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Now, we're coming to you on Sunday. <laughs> and I got to tell you this, guys. I've reached the end of my rope with Thanksgiving food. Naomi, I was going to say the same thing. We didn't talk We didn't talk beforehand about what we were going to say when the record button Got mashed. When, I'm very organic about it. I don't like to like call out the artifice of it, Andy, uh, the way you do. But we didn't talk about it. But in my head, I was just like, I hit my wall with Thanksgiving food, and I think that's what we need to address because mm-hmm. you and I—that is—that is the main reason why we like Thanksgiving. I know. I know. I, I'm going to say this though. You know, we took a couple swings mm-hmm. that I don't know if I would take again. Go on. Um, I just didn't really like the collection of foods this year. 
And I think that Whole Foods was a little off with some of their items that I purchased. I felt that their stuffing mm. was a little bland. Mm-hmm. I didn't get mac and cheese because I don't trust anybody's mac and cheese. We all know mac and cheese is a hot button food. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sweet potatoes weren't sweet. All right. And so it just was feeling like... It wasn't really popping off for me in the way that it does. That's right. And I think that's contributed to our post-Thanksgiving malaise Mm -hmm. has been that it was just a uh, odd assemblage of foods. It was an odd assemblage. We had, you know, a a salad with um, uh, pecans and, or pecans, your call, and goat cheese and uh, cranberries. And a classic fall sweet salad. Classic fall sweet salad, but doesn't hit right on Thanksgiving. Well, no, it doesn't. You know, that was a choice you made. Uh, it, asparagus and Gruyere turnover. <laughs> that was an appetizer. This is another thing, too. I think we ordered some items that were for the everyday catering. And I'll tell you this, honey. Around Thanksgiving, don't get the everyday catering no. at Whole Foods, okay? No. They're not ready for the everyday. They're over here packing you stuffings, packing you green bean casserole, packing you mashed potatoes. They're not ready when you come in and say, can I have lasagna? No. Because when I tell you to somebody, dry lasagna, I'd have never seen in my life. I just, it was barely tomato sauce in this lasagna. I thought it was okay. I was livid. I thought it was okay. But but the, I th- <laughs> I had more pecans, pecans on Thanksgiving than I've ever had at the rest of the year combined. I know. I know. It was thousands and thousands of pecans. Between the salad every and the pie, it was a lot happening. This is the other thing too. There was no apple pie left when I went to go. You know, and this is on me. Again, I had just come from New York traveling and, and my head just wasn't in it. You know what I mean? Sometimes this, is, this can be very tricky, you know, this idea of staying present and not getting ahead of yourself, but then you don't plan for every iteration. And, you know, I like to look at the pies. I like to see what's going on before I just pick up a pie. Right. By every iteration, you're like Mr. Fantastic. You're seeing all the possible, all the future I'm possibilities. Trying to see all the possibilities. And yes, I could have just reserved one. But I got to take a look. I got to see what's going on crust-wise. Sure. I need to know what the inner apple is. Sure. You have very particular criteria yes. for your apple pie. How do you call it the Criterion Collection? Because I have very The Criterion rules. Confection. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was just so tricky. So, you know, I think it was fine. But definitely, you know, we ordered pizza last night. <laughs> okay? And that's not what you're supposed to do the weekend of Thanksgiving. That's not what this weekend is about. So obviously some mistakes were made. Uh-huh. Some mistakes were made. But also, so, I, I think you were particularly susceptible. We hung out with some friends. And as we were leaving, they're like, oh, we should order a pizza. And I think if Thanksgiving, if the if the food had been solid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that little Sprite would have gone into your head. Yeah. I think it, I think it would have like bounced off the wall of, mm-hmm. of sweet potatoes that right. had built up in your brain. That's absolutely but instead... True. You know, there was you were not satisfied with the Thanksgiving meal and with the Thanksgiving leftovers, so it could wheedle into your like worm tongue its way into your brain. Exactly, I heard pizza and I go, why not? <laughs> why not? You know, but I think we're still doing okay. I think you live, you learn. I think that I've just you know I'm also now already I've already pivoted to Hanukkah and Christmas uh-huh. in terms of where we can get some fun going. And I really think it's important. We need to like make some Hanukkah bangers. We need to like do something to give Hanukkah its due and really raise it. Because I think, look, Andy, you are a gifted musician. If we can come up with one Hanukkah song, we'd be set for life. Uh-huh. And it can't just be the, you know, Adam Sandler, put on your yarmulke, it's time for Hanukkah. No, no, no. Right, I'm not a talk- joke song. You not want a, a real song. song. I want like I want you to be the Mariah Carey of Hanukkah. Okay. Okay. And How maybe about even this? I could give some vocals in there, you know, if we want to, if we need to give the, really the punch that it needs. Well, I think it needs your vocal. This is the problem, right? 
uh, as someone who was raised on Steve Malkmus, right? My vocals are not quite. And and if I actually sing, I can actually, if I, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm like a, a, a bass or whatever. I'm low. My actual singing voice is You're low. You're a tenor, babe. Touch tenor, tenor. Touch a tenor. Right? But I can actually have like natural vibrato in that range and stuff like that. But I don't. I sing up here. <laughs> I thought you nasally. were going to You said you were talking about Steve Malkmus. I thought you were going to talk to me about like Jewish music. I uh-huh. thought you were going to be like, as someone who was raised, you know, like, what are the Hanukkah? What is no, the I'm Hanukkah saying. culture? No, I understand about your singing, but I mean, literally, like, what does Hanukkah need? Because the problem is, that if I'm a black woman and I'm out here singing about Hanukkah, you know, like, will the will the stands abide? Yes, this is what I'm trying to say. Though I don't think I'm the one. If you want a banger, if you want an indie rock song, yes, I will sing that to the cows come home. Mm-hmm, all right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but if you want a banger, if you want something that's a little more populist, then yes, I think it needs your vocals on okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. How's this? We will from right now. We will say we will have a Hanukkah banger set yep. up for when Hanukkah begins. Well, I didn't mean. I'll didn't work say, on it now. Okay, uh, you have enough on your plate. I don't think you need to set up another um, deadline. But sure, if you want to do that. But Naomi. Before we get to the episode today, uh, I, we had three quick comments. Actually, we had a lot of comments, and I, I, I've called them down to three. Someone mistakenly heard me say when I said, uh, we're going to do open your hearts, loosen your butts, mugs. They thought I said plugs, butt plugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? And they're like, that's a great idea. Last episode, I said, do you want those? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, it's taken me a long time just to get the pieces in place to manufacture, not even have them manufactured, to get them manufactured. Just figure out so, how you would begin to manufacture them. So if people really want couples therapy branded butt plugs, okay, you have to really want them. Now, a lot of people seem to really want them. So let me play a couple comments. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I've been listening to you guys, honestly, since like 2000, when I started my first nine to five job. And I'm, I'm going to say 2018, 2019, I think, 2019, 2020. I don't know. I don't see you guys for a really long time. I love you guys. I'm 27. I live in Denver, Colorado. I actually don't have a nine to five anymore. I do sex work. And I know the whole sex negative thing, whatever, but I love when you guys talk about it because I think it's so important to talk about sex, even if you're not comfortable with it. And I think you guys do a great job with everything. I really do. You guys make me laugh so much. But I'm here as a qualified person to say that I would buy a butt plug from you guys. Loosen your butts. Just letting you know, I will be your first customer, and I will make that purchase immediately for myself and for others. So just wanted to say thank you. Love you guys, and keep doing what you guys do. Bye. Okay, a professional. That's a professional. a professional. A professional is saying, first of all, also, I really appreciate that a professional accepts my sex negativity. <laughs> thank you very much. Also, thank you for the Lord's work that you do. Okay, because you're out here doing the Lord's work. I'm going to say that right now. But okay, we got a professional. Anyone else? Andy, Naomi, I am just listening to your butt plug dilemma. And if you, I think you, yeah, you definitely need to make these butt plugs, first of all. Second of all, you ha- make sure there's like a handle at the end of it. Like, don't make those butt plugs that are just, like, a straight little sort of diamond or jewel at the bottom. I had an incident a few years ago where (laughs) one got stuck all the way in my butt. (laughs) Because I was, like, sexting with this guy on the phone, and he was, like, telling me what to do. And I was, like, getting all into it. And then before I knew it, like, my butt just, like, sucked the whole thing in because there was no handle. And I had, like, this pure panic moment where I was, like, oh, my God, I cannot end up at the ER right now. Like, I can't. So I just, like, had to breathe and, like, slow down. I had to call him on the phone, and I had to have him talk me through it, and I had to get it out of my butt. And since then, I've never touched those. So if you go with this marketing plan, 
make sure it has a nice little sturdy handle that like you can hold on to and because I've been traumatized by the other ones and I threw out all my other butt plugs that had just like the diamond part. Um, so, oh, and if you make it vibrating, the vibrating ones are really nice with different like settings. Um, I don't know. I went through like a butt plug phase for a few years. Anyway, I love you guys and I would totally buy this. I think it's a great idea. Bye. The ice in my veins <laughs> when you said it got stuck up there. Oh my God. And I was like, of course Ooh. it has to have a handle. In my head, I always imagined having a handle or like really just a base, right? And so like you're using that base and the base is a little wider. So it's almost like coming, coming across your cheeks. But the base is where the writing would be. I imagine it's where you see open your hearts loose in your butts is like where it would have uh-huh. to be. Like that would be where you would have to put like the couple's therapy logo or something. <laughs> so that's why. So like I'm definitely in line with you, but also I'm very stressed out. But then also, um, how do you get it out? I mean, I'm literally just in my head. I'm like, okay, so you have to take a breath, and then what? You just like bear down and just like make like as as though you're having a poo. Oh my god, I'm so stressed out. I'm so glad you're on the other side of this. Oh my god. Oh By the my way, god. going to the ER with an approved thing to put into your butt right. is, I would say, I mean, I don't know. I would say it's it seems less embarrassing to me than going with like a light bulb yeah, like or a Coke can. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. But still. But no, but I that feeling though was like I don't feel like going to the ER. Sure. You get there, you're like, this is gonna be a whole fucking production. I'm not a real, you know, they've got a triage. I'm gonna be in there for six hours with a butt plug in my butt. Right. Like, you don't want to go there for right. that. Right. If you can get it out. But then also Also you can't sit, you're like you have to stand the whole time while you're waiting to get in line. <laughs> exactly. For like six hours. But then also I'm wondering, did you and this person that you were texting with, who you then had to call and go, it's stuck in my butt, did that lead to anything? You know, a relationship, a close friendship, you know, there's a trauma bond there, certainly. Mm-hmm. I just wonder, was that the last you heard from that person? Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Interesting. One more. Hey Andy and Naomi. Um I am uh, listening to Naomi, who just said, um, you know, a butt plug that you could curl up with. <laughs> and all I can think is that y'all need to make a butt plug plushy. <laughs> that says loose in your butt. Uh, all right. That's my two cents. I called in once before to say that an engagement could happen with a tree uh, as, a, as an alternative form of proposal. Still love you guys. Hope everybody's doing great. Okay, an alternate now a stuffed animal butt plug branded. Couple. Well, that becomes to me though. I'm like that's immediately a, a dog toy. You know what I mean? Like a plush butt plug. You're just playing fetch with your little pepper. So, but Mabel wanna... could really Mabel could model that for us. <laughs> so, should we make a dog toy butt plug a couples therapy? <laughs> getting what much more complicated than much I think more, I well what the second person was like make sure it vibrates I said honey I don't know who you think we are we're not industrial light magic <laughs> we can't come in here with all these settings and options but my god if it was plushy that's interesting mm. that's interesting <laughs> well you guys have given us a lot to think about who would who would have thought that our listeners would have so many thoughts on butt plugs <laughs> who have I been talking to all these years into the ether uh-huh. into the ether uh-huh. and over here everyone's just butt plugging away <laughs> plugging and chugging you know, <laughs> plug it and chug it no, along, oh chug no. it along. Like you know, like I'm working. Like I'm drugging. Oh, I got it. I yeah, got it. Just check it. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm thinking of the uh, trucking. You know, what is the <laughs> thing from the from the seventies? The guy with the long legs, like the psychedelic man. I don't know. All I'm thinking of is the Dunkin' Donuts logo. No, come on. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about. The psychedelic man from the seventies, trucking, and then he got long psychedelic legs. And yes, yeah, so I'm thinking of that, but with a butt plug, with him putting a butt plug into his. Uh, rectum. 
so what I wanted to say was just a note, you guys, we had said when we hit 500 Patreons, we were going to do a Zoom hang. Well, we have surpassed 500 Patreons, so we will be planning a Zoom hang soon. Patreons, keep an eye out for that email. If you want to join the page, you can go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod, $5, two bonus apps, and a hang. That's what we're doing here, just to let you know. But I think now, without further ado, yes. even though I do think that those comments were perfect for the person that we are about to introduce, <laughs> I think that he would be honored. I think uh, he would appreciate to be associated with that. Mm-hmm. We are talking to dear friend, hilarious, brilliant John Gabris. Mm. Okay, we love Gabris. We go way back. This is a fun combo. You may know Gabris from his podcast, High and Mighty, or Action Boys. Also, maybe you've seen him on the show that he stars in with Adam Pally called 101 Places to Party Before You Die, which is on HBO Max. And Andy and I, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a real fun time. We ate it up. Unlike Thanksgiving leftovers, we <laughs> ate it up. So without any further ado, roll it. There he is. Gabrus has entered the chat, honey. Hello, thank you for having me in the chat, fam. We're in it now. <laughs> that's the number one fuckboy energy I want. That's yeah, what... that's the number one fuckboy energy you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> Gabrus, we have we, we don't want to talk too much about 101 Places to Party, but two questions. <laughs> one, how are you still alive? That is a very well. That's question. a very important question we have. Uh, we Adam and I were putting in the off-camera work on yeah. these, like we we were pushing each other to like Get up and get on the treadmill for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Get in a sauna for a little bit. We were setting up IVs at certain places. Like we we were yeah. like trying hard to stay alive, and we were like, if we get a second season, uh, we were like, we gotta include this like in the contract. We're like, yep. you gotta keep us alive, and it should come out of your pocket. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Now, of course, you know the magic of television. Were you re- you weren't actually doing a week in between? each location you went from place to place to place yeah we had like a day or two of uh travel and downtime in between right so you're really going harder than you even make it look you see that's my point it's like you're going harder than you make it look like there's been some time but i'm like oh no 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 no. this is happening back to back to back you do not go home to your apartment for five days and see your partner and hit the gym and eat salad no you're uh in planes at hotel you're like (laughs) That's the thing too. It's like off camera. It's so easy to treat yourself like shit too. Like you right, have a right. whole, you have a whole crew of people who've been watching you party all day, and they're doing a great job and working there way harder than you are. And then they're like, "Hey, we're going out for drinks tonight." And you're all, uh, me and Adam are already three quarters in the bag. So we're like, <laughs> "Yeah, dude, we got we're buying rounds tonight. We're out like buying the crew shot, and we're doing shots with the crew because we want to be cool bosses and we have addiction problems. <laughs> so we're fucking." So I'm like, you know, we for not for nothing, but I'm hungover as fuck because of stuff we did last night that was not on camera. I was like, we gotta at least get like a social cam there at night, and we gotta monetize that. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm too fucked up off camera. Yeah, start a Patreon. <laughs> Second question: uh, Are the people that screwed us over still working at True TV? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. There Good ain't to know. Mon- 
ain't many bodies left on TV these days. <laughs> Which, you know, also does not bode well at all for myself. So I feel comfortable having gallows humor about other people's jobs because uh, I think it's a bad sign for me. Monopolies. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That good because uh, we still have spite from how many years ago was that? Seven. Yeah, that was seventy. Oh, they're gone. Let it go. <laughs> they're gone. Like they're gone two times around. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. they're on three. Pe- those, those. Unfortunately for you, those people are at like now at like Halliburton Netflix. and Chevron. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Chevron. <laughs> 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 okay, now real questions. I mean, those were real questions, but like real, real questions. <laughs> How long oh, have you been married? I've been married for now uh, ten, uh, 11 years. 11. Okay. Yeah. Was we actually just celebrated our uh, 11th uh, wedding anniversary on October 15th. Oh, oh wow. Wow. But wait, now, and you've Thank been together well before that. So how many right. years total? Total, we've been together for 19 years. Wow. Uh, I was going to say 20. Oh, my God. Yeah. February oh will God. be 20. 210, wow. uh, 210, 2003 was uh, when we said... Uh, Hey, this because we were in college. So you said like uh, we've already been hooking up. It's like, uh, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> I know, I know, we're like going slow with labels, but would you like to be considered my girlfriend? <laughs> and, and, I, and then we, you know, because we, we are. I think our we've been kissing for like a couple of weeks before that. Mm-hmm. Oh, how uh, chaste! Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just kissing, yeah. Gabriel. Yeah, just college. kissing and some hand stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Mouths on each, you know. We don't have to get into specifics. I was twenty-year-old gamers. Sure. Um, well, I, I ask this stuff because uh, we are we're planning our wedding, and we're planning. Whoa. By the way, our wedding the day is also uh, our anniversary day, so we're not going to have two separate ones. We purposely made it so that we just have one. <laughs> oh, that's really smart. And then you could just be like, "It's oh, look, it's our fourth slash eighteenth wedding." Uh, <laughs> like, uh-huh. You know, like you can always have like a per- parenthetical or something or a footnote, and they've an also asterisk. been together for yeah, yeah. yeah. You always want how, an asterisk anniversary. <laughs> how many years into uh, like how many years of together will you have before your wedding for you guys? Thirteen. Damn. The wedding will be the thirteenth anniversary. We got engaged. Oh, yeah. Wow, you guys are <laughs> they're uh, thick with metaphor here. <laughs> well, this is what I wanted to ask. We got engaged three in. We got engaged three in, started planning, and our parents were so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, smothering, so demanding. I just say stressful as a blank stress. Just a real stressful. And I will say for my part too, I don't have a planning bone in my body. You know, I wasn't a girl who was like, the wedding dreams and the book and let's You didn't pictures. pull out a giant kind of thing yeah, full of like exactly. dresses. I had right. already been sourcing some dress ideas. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, yeah. So, uh, yeah. by the way, you don't have to say we started planning a wedding and our pa- families got intense. Like, uh, anyone who has planned a wedding knows what happens with the family. Well, this is they- what I want to ask. <laughs> This is because I had such a stressful. Now, now we are now we want we want to wait until we could pay for it ourselves so that we didn't have to deal with them. But we still have to deal with them. I had such a stressful <laughs> phone call with my parents I even last laugh. night. No, it was real. Yeah, it was real. <laughs> I was walking Mabel, <laughs> and they called. <laughs> That's so fucking scary. Scary to say. I actually shouldn't laugh. It's like, oh man, I just got stressed. Who are you, Andy? You were walking, Mabel. Sorry. Yeah, you, maybe you heard me. If you live in Los Feliz, maybe you heard me like walking around like Franklin and Edgemont, <laughs> screaming 
at the top of my lungs about like, look, the guest list is the guest list, okay? <laughs> Just deal with it. <laughs> oh. uh, we have we have people on both sides of the family that we spoke to before the wedding and no longer speak to after the wedding because of wedding-related drama, not because of just time pa- passing. Really? Like, just like like uh, Tiff's like second cousin who she was tight with, like we didn't invite her son, who was like 19 and we didn't know, and like we had said no kids. And she's yeah, like, my son's that's not what a I'm kid. Saying. And we're like, well, he's somebody, we know you. Our Thank friends you. aren't bringing their kids Thank and we know their kids. Yes. That's what I said. Yes. Gabriel. Yes. I had the same conversation this weekend. Yes. Dude, it's, you know what it is? It's like the other gen, the other generation still has that sort of like our village, like not to like, I'm Italian, but like w- we need to connect our villages. And it's like, these are, and my mom is like, Got this weird, uh, at least in Italian culture, of like, well, these people invited me to their wedding. And I'm like, yep, that's yep. fine. That's my they parents. had more people, have more money, know you maybe. Eesh. I said, because Tiffany made a crazy rule that I really loved. She was like, uh, she told my mom, I'm like, she said, I am not meeting yes! anyone on my wedding day. Yes. Snapping, honey, into Snapping. the microphone. Snapping. Yes. You are speak. You are preaching, okay? You are she speaking. Said not on one it, person I yes. don't know, except if they are the date or like I never met this person's partner. Yes, that is the only. I, I do not want to be like, oh hi, nice to meet. Like if yep. me and Tiffany did, like it's like this is my mom's friend who I know from when I was fifteen, and you have never met. It's like thank you, thank you. I'm like that. the first time I meet you, I'm paying two hundred dollars for you to eat and drink all night. I don't appreciate that start to our relationship. (laughs) The first time I meet you, no, no, no. That's not what this is. Yeah. 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 So very tense phone call with my parents and um, and then a follow-up email where I I still was like drawing boundaries, but I was a little less uh, angry, (laughs) like a little, try to be a little nicer. So how did you like... yeah, how like, did you navigate? It's right. really what I want to know because it's like it's really. What did your mom me up. say? Like you know when Tiff said that, what was the she response? She was like, she was like, Jonathan, you know, blah blah blah. And so like the resolution was like, my mom has all of these, and my mom is like part of a lot of like uh, a lot of different clubs. You know, she's like, uh, like social gatherings. Like, oh, this is my pickleball club. This is my blank club. This is my bingo club. It's like, and so I have all. And and Tiffany was like, no one I don't know. And, and and so we get she, we kept having to like knock her list down, and then we were eventually like, you could have three people who are just your friends that have no attachment to like, but we have and we have to have met them. And my mom was like, okay, and I'm like, or we have to meet them in the next year, like make it happen. Like it, it is, it was so. Eventually, my mom is like fake controlling. She like hmm. wants that, but but she is just lazy enough that you can kind of be like, yeah. okay, well then here's what you need to do to get what you want. Oh, you're not going to take the steps to do it? <laughs> <laughs> we ca- we kind of just use like their own personality flaws against them. <laughs> like, we, we were just like, oh, I know how to do this. Let's put it on my mom's plate and she'll just never do it. <laughs> she was See, like, that's perfect. smart. That's smart. Yeah, w- we use them at like, and uh, like Tiff's, uh, Tiff's family was they were they were cooler than my family uh, you know what I mean like my but like there was there was some drama like Tiff's brother wanted to bring his plus one and my, my Tiffany was like we don't I don't know her you just started mm-hmm. dating her she's good and now she like 
she's in photos. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they broke up like three months later. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and there's like all this just kind of like it's all stupid stuff like that, you know, where you're like, but like also you're trying because you're hosting, but you're also you're also striving for something specific. So you can't be fully like if you host people at your house, you're like, we got to make sure we have, you know, this kind of beer because that's what Andy likes when he comes over. We should. But like when you're having like a party for 200 people and it's you want it just to be about you guys, which is what it's supposed to be. Mm. But you so you can't actually cater to everyone. Everyone has to learn how to just get eat from the trough that is Naomi (laughs) and Andy's wedding. Like it's just like, oh. This something for you don't have something here for yourself like that's a bummer because it's not about you great uncle so and so like but ev- and everyone that's a wedding guest believes like they are the closest to you two and will no wedding guest and I will say funeral guest has any idea about what time they're taking up of the other person <laughs> like <laughs> on your wedding I- I'd be like okay. You're my cousin's husband. You've been talking to me for 20 minutes. It is uh-huh. my wedding day. Yeah. Uh, we have never spoken this much. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have like very good friends here, people I haven't seen, people from far away. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it's like <laughs> all of a sudden, like Tiff's mom's friend is like, You guys are so handsome. You know, like it's awesome. <laughs> like, and you're like, We gave this lady 15 minutes of our wedding night. Right. Like, uh, right. Because she's just brazen enough to be like, I'm the crazy aunt that they love. You know? and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> My cousin sent me something that I, I may have to institute. It was just like a little video where basically a bride and groom, they had a song playing, and the game was to take a picture with every table by the time the song ended. So basically you went to each person, you know, you're playing something upbeat and fun and it's like, run over here, pose, run over here, pose. But it was was like silly. I was like, everybody gets their frigging moment, but it is on a timer. You make sure every table has a pick and then you Mm. keep it pushing in three and a half minutes total. And I Dude. thought, perfect. Can we do it faster? Genius. Can it be like a Black Flag song? Can it be Police City? <laughs> I think that's 46 seconds. <laughs> Something like that. You, hey, it's up to your guys' cardio, to be honest. If you train for it, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's a, that's a nice double thing. You know what I mean? Train f- with like sprinting and a lot of running in formal wear. And then, <laughs> you know, you, you drop some of that, like uh, uh, drop a little weight, get a little fit, r- yes. you know, prepping for the wedding. But you're really prepping for functional speed, which will come in handy when the world ends shortly <laughs> after your wedding. Exactly. You know, we just want to be, you know, really bonded on paper before it all crumbles down. <laughs> yeah. I have to be able to say, that's my I man's of- bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, I need to be able to get bones. <laughs> we need to be able to get one of us out of the other uh, whatever uh, camps they're all putting us in. Right. right exactly. <laughs> That's the question in America. Who's going to go into camps first, Jews or black people? Who knows? We don't know. It's a real toss-up. So it's we got to have one and, of each. It's neck and neck. Uh, well, I said, I mean, I said this years ago, but I was like, back in the day, I thought Andy would buy my freedom, and now we both need a Kickstarter, and that was never the plan. That was never the plan. <laughs> It's all gone raw. Uh, oh my God. If you guys do want, you know, every like couple does like, we have what we want. So if you want to just donate to this honey fund, we'll use this for a honeymoon. You guys have it solely for like bail money. For, like, <laughs> bail money when DeSantis ACLU takes over. ACLU lawyer yeah. fee? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Now that would be valuable. That's good. Cause I said, I don't want no That's better vitamins. than going to fucking Cancun. Mm. <laughs> this money is to build a Fight. secret attic. <laughs> 
Okay. Gabrus, you know, I've always enjoyed you. You're a true ray of light. In watching 101 Places to Party Before You Die, obviously it's like reminded us of that. And I was, we were just like, Gabrus, oh, Gabrus. The time we spent chuckling on the couch going, oh, Gabrus. And we would watch the show as we were eating. So we felt involved. It just uh-huh. felt right to be eating while watching. <laughs> That's really cute. So it was dinner show and we did two eps at a time and we would make ourselves stop. (laughs) But something I think of you as is what I'm calling a grounded good time guy. All right. Uh Uh-oh. Gabrus, she's hitting you hard with the real journalistic questions. This is what I do. I like this. Because I do think it's like you are here for a good time. You are a jokester. Like, you know, when you're out and about, I I would never claim to know your private life. But when you're out and about, you are buoyant, okay? But you you. also don't feel to me like someone who doesn't realize the world is trash and people are suffering. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't seem like your head's in the clouds, if that makes sense. You know, when you're white and you played sports and you like a brewski, you know, you could be triggering. You could be if you want it to be. I got racist face. You got got racist face. I, I trust me. I know. I got the face that people can like look at in the bank line and go like, "What the fuck?" You know. And I could go like, "Actually, no. <laughs> Sorry, no. I'm like really not like that." <laughs> I, I have like auntie uncle. I look like the uncle that you're like, "Oh fuck, this guy." But I, yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee, comedian Jamie Lee, called yeah. me a woke bro. Said because uh, I was like, "I care how much you bench and what your pronouns are." <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I thank you, Naomi. That's really nice. Yeah, it's sort of the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds is that I'm, I'm a good time. Everyone's like, this guy's a good time. And I'm like, yeah, but the world fucking sucks, man. This is all a fucking act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were you like that as a teenager, though? I was a bit of like I was a fun kid as a teenager, but I wasn't uh, as like confident in myself or like. I, I like I didn't realize like a lot of people did like me, but I didn't like I didn't feel like connected to people in, in, in when I was a teenager, like just a few select fucking weird nerd people. <laughs> but like over like over my lifetime, like once I went to college and met like a slightly bigger group of people and then so forth and so on, New York City and stuff like I felt like I'm like, oh, generally people like me <laughs> i'm generally likable i don't know what it is i can be mean to people and they like it like, they, like <laughs> I, could, I could like make fun of people and no one ever takes to offense like it's just something i some weird superpower i accidentally have I, and i think it's like because i i, I don't i think it's because i have like a muppet's face where it's like <laughs> it's, it is harmless in that way of like oh it's fine it's triumph the dog who's saying it you know (laughs) that is funny have you ever tried to get the jim henson studios to build one of you i could see it i could see it exactly right now (laughs) that's awesome and especially right now for some reason like my angle to the to my own uh to like looking at you guys every time i look at myself in that my eyes are like squinty i feel like i I look even more like a muppet like i just have like (laughs) yeah I say go to Jim Henson Studios with a handgun, mm. pointed at someone to be like, I demand you build a Muppet that looks like me. With a handgun. Walk in there with Kermit on my hand, and when they go to take it off, go, all right, bitch. Now you, know, you, know what, you know what this is. Make a puppet of me now. Everyone yeah. get down on the fucking ground. Let's go, Imagineers, or whatever the fuck you call yourselves here. Oh, it's not easy being green? How about it's not easy being red? <laughs> Blow, you're blowing people's hands off thinking you're killing the Muppets? <laughs> Take that, Earth to Ned. 
<laughs> I've got to bring us back on track. Now, Cambridge. Well, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to bring us back. Hold on. That what was not Andrew? What Andrew? What Andrew? I, I asked about you being a teenager because, like, well, you met Tiff in college. So I was curious about, like, your dating life before Tiff because, like, if you were, like, if you were still the kind of confident Gabrus you are now, then... You know, I no. Well, see, I, I was like a little serial monogamist. Uh, this is maybe common knowledge, but I've only had sex with three different people in my life. <laughs> OK, I didn't know yeah. that. OK, yeah. when you meet your like uh, life person at 20 uh, and you, I had a college girlfriend and I had a high school girlfriend, uh, there is like uh, one summer in my early 20s and. <laughs> The first semester of my, my of college, where my confidence was, uh, I was able to uh, benefit from it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You can imagine being like, "Oh, I am finally feel like I look attractive, and I also have always thought I was funny. I'm unstoppable. I'm a monster now." Yeah. <laughs> Now, having been was, I always wonder this when people get together really young, sort of, how do you know that your person when you don't know a lot yet, meaning in life? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's crazy. And honestly, <laughs> it is kind of like the first few years, you're just like, this is fun. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's yeah. like, eventually, and I think like, we talk about it a lot. And like, we think part of it is, if we're being honest, like we kind of grew together, you know, if you meet mm, like a, tw yeah. like 20, but weirdly enough, like a lot of major life decisions, we right. like, and like when we looked back, like retroactively at our lives, like we both really wanted to move out of our houses and get to the city and work in like creative industries. And we want, you know, we both love, like, turns out we ended up like loving to watch movies and uh, discuss them. And, and like, ha and I was like, all this stuff that like, you know, by the time you're in your early thirties, you know about yourself mm -hmm. that you're yeah. like, I like to have this kind of like, and we kind of built those things at the same time. And, you know, like, which I think, made us like made me a more well-rounded person because i got into the stuff that she was slightly into that i came aboard on and vice versa and that kind of really made us like you know uh half you know we're halfway we, we've we've ins um we've rubbed each other rubbed off on each other so much that we really have each other's like dna on us mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah yeah meme that please thank you <laughs> Was it a conscious thing or was it just like luck that you just happened to be like moving right. in the same directions? It was luck. That's what I mean. Like in like in hind like looking back after the fact, it's like it's crazy that we were both like this and we were both like we're neither of us were in a rush to get married. So we mm. were together for eight or nine years before we even got married. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh I I I like when we moved out of when we graduated college, I was like I I, I feel like we're getting kind of serious. I've always wanted to like have like the dude roommate New York City experience. So I I can't move in with you yet. I need to like move in with got like bros with buddies first. I need that experience. Like I just like could tell and like she was cool with it. She understood and like that has definitely played into how we're very cool with the others, 
even though we're arguably codependent, we're very cool with each other's <laughs> independence as well. Like we can arrive somewhere, separate, and no one's like concerned about the other one. Yep, like, yep. Their how they feel or their behavior in any way, and like we and we like also can be like, yeah, go to this thing by yourself that with or with these friends of ours. I am fine staying home. Please go. Person. That's like me yeah. and Andy. It's go, go. Yeah. Yeah, there's something like sometimes people like long term couples like you guys and us like sometimes people are a little concerned with how much you're like honestly I don't like they're like no it'll be fun you could go like come on come see uh, come see Harry Styles with us I'm like no Tiffany would you guys just go without me they're like no it's gonna be like a fun night we're gonna go to dinner I'm like oh good it's like a longer chunk go, go, go. Like, oh yeah I'll skip all of that I love it thank you and then like the vice versa I'm like Tiff I'm gonna go to the movie movies with a friend by my like sorry and you have to figure out a way to see this popular movie you want to see <laughs> it's like later <laughs> we're both very cool like that I, I think in both of those stories i'm the one getting what i want so i feel like and we're still <laughs> cool and then what i describe is me just being sort of like a dick <laughs> like a distant asshole <laughs> No, no, no. It's good to reframe selfishness as selflessness. Yeah. Is that not the 21st century? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that doesn't explain it all. Like, honestly, taking a lot of time for myself means I'm not deal. I'm not giving other people shit. Huh? <laughs> like, what? That's mm-hmm. that is not how that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah, no, it, giving each other free time is like, and, and not needing each other for stuff is like, psst really adds years to like how you could do your life. My mom and dad uh, didn't get a divorce. My my dad passed away. They did not get along very well. But if you ever ask them like anything about like secrets to marriage or like why do you think it lasts? How, how did you guys get along so well? They always said I worked days, he worked nights. <laughs> like that was like all they like they were like <laughs> so that but the the flip side like that's a joke because they were spent not see each other but that meant when they were seeing each other it had to be like okay well Saturday is the day we're both like you know or like Wednesday is the day we're both off it's like we gotta take the kids to the beach we got you know like oh or and then or they or they hung out on vacation so you get like that like honeymoon energy you're away from each other and then when you're together it's like not the norm <laughs> so it's right exciting. right yeah. right it's like a day trip it's a getaway it's always yeah. like and also <laughs> but also when you have the kids too that's also that busy buffer if you need it or if you choose to make it that you know mm-hmm. what i mean some couples don't i feel like it's definitely our generation and like maybe our industry a lot where people are just like they have kids, but the kid is also like a cute accessory. Like I see kids out at the at the beer garden. I see kids out. Like kids are much the more beer involved. Garden, it, the beer garden is like the number one place for strollers in America. <laughs> Bro, my brother, my brother has two kids, and I'm like, "What are you up to this weekend?" He's like, "We're taking the kids to some museum activity, sport, something in the morning." You know, like my brother is a my brother and his uh, uh, my sister in law are teachers and work in schools, so they're like these parents that are like enrichment is happening on the weekends too for these kids. Uh-huh. But then it's always like, and then we're going to Blue Point Brewery. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like yeah, the kids can run around like maniacs. They got uh, stuff for them to play with, and we can have like six beers and some oysters so. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he, you go, I went with them one, one year when I was visiting and 
It's all families. Me, me and Tiff are the only childless adults there. <laughs> they were like, normally there's at least a table of like 20-somethings, and it's like, nope, everyone there was like, we're here with our families. It was like 11 a.m., and people, like, the, the volume was like, we've been up for five hours. We are warmed, <laughs> we are warmed up. Oof, <laughs> oof. Do you guys want kids? No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. us too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not for us. We and we've and we've gone through the whole journey, like of uh, oh, we should. Oh, maybe we should. Let we did IVF because we're like maybe we should at least store some eggs in case we come around to it. Then that was like we've gone just back and forth so many times and like over. Right before the pandemic, actually, we kind of came to the final conclusion of like, no, I think, you know. Every time I imagined my future, it was with her, but not with any kids around. And like I didn't, I didn't put that together until like extended. I I really was trapped in the whole like, uh, I gotta buy a house and yep. I gotta have a kid. This is what and you're then, supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And then once I once we kind of broke off, we gotta have a kid. Like because we were like actually because I truly was like thinking I was like f- imagining future so much and I was like there's never a kid. It's always like we're living in Barcelona. Like it's yeah. always like all my f- all my future fantasies are like so bohemian and like dumb and I'm like <laughs> none of them involve kids and I'm like I woke up at one p.m. today. Like I can't. I'm not like it's not for me. So so as we like learned that once we decide like once we came to the conclusion that we didn't want to have kids, we were like. Well then, why are we killing ourselves trying to find a house that we can afford mm. in a neighborhood we don't like? It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah we, we don't need more. I mean, like, it's embarrassed. If we relieve ourselves of the embarrassment and shame you feel for being a 40 year old uh, people who live in an apartment and have never had a dishwasher and uh, pay quarters for laundry, like, once you get over that, once you're like, that's city life, not sad life. Like, mm-hmm. once you, like, explain that to yourself and you don't need another room for, like, a crying baby, you're like, Okay, well then we could stay in this fucking dumb rent controlled <laughs> shithole until we <laughs> until we can buy a, a, a vacation home or some shit. And so, like, once we've relieved ourselves of those two things, and we're like, no, our path is kind of like a bohemian path. And it was like, oh, <laughs> a childless bohemian, like dust off our hands and be like, this just got like. I was aiming for the wrong, like the, I was looking at like this mountaintop over there and I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know how I'm going to get to the top of the mountain. It's like, hey, there's this other route that's equally happy and it's like flat and beautiful <laughs> and near a body of water. And you're like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'm going to do that one. <laughs> like, I don't need that accomplishment. I, I just need that. That's more appealing to me. I, so this- that's how I. And it feels good. I feel good. I feel like a little self-actualized in a way. I feel yeah. a little bit like my path is like my future path has been narrowed in a good way of like now that I know more where I want to head. This is very interesting to me. Like, I love it. It's funny because we did have a question recently where someone was talking about like, I want to have kids, but my partner doesn't seem to, and not even I want to have kids. It was like, she was like, I'm open to parenting in some form. And like, basically the question of like, when do you have that conversation in, in a relationship? And, what I, what's interesting to me about what you're saying is the fact that, as you said, you and Tiff went on a journey. It wasn't something where, you know, you knew from, you know, the time you were 20 that you wanted to be a dad, you know, or, or she was right. like, next stop mommyville or whatever the fuck. Next you know? stop fertilized yeah. ovaries. I, yeah, I, I, as a matter of fact, in our 20s, I was more like... I'm like, yeah, I would. I want to have kids someday, and and Tiffany was like, I would have kids someday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. we she wasn't as at, like as into it as I was when we first started. Uh, like, and then eventually we were both like, 
I started to like be like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And like, you know, she, her influence, like we kind of rubbed off on each other and as we've been wont to do. Based on this <laughs> and then we rubbed off on each other, DNA on each other. Okay, right. you guys get it? We're, do, we get yeah. it. No, we right? get it. Relax, pervs. <laughs> But then also you, but I also love this idea. To me, I'm like, so you guys just decided, you were like, let's stop paying rent on that IVF freezer. Is that what I'll happened? You, you were what? like, just get rid of the eggs? No, uh, uh, we have, we still have, you have the, we the haven't freezer. made that decision yet. Okay, they're in the yeah, freezer. We, yeah, we have that in the freezer. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm probably going to get a vasectomy. We're, that's what the next step is we're talking about. So I, uh, we can do direct deposits and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? Wait, what? You have these eggs uh, in the freezer. What do you, if you decide no, what do you do with them? Do they just like toss them? What happens? You don't, can donate, donate them. You, you can donate to science or you can request that they are, you know, vaporized or whatever. Or They'll do what they want. They'll yeah, do what they yeah, want with them. They, yeah, yeah. The, but you do want to just be like, please don't put this DNA on someone else. Like, don't let someone else have it. It'll, they'll regret it for the rest of their life. <laughs> Tiff and I are such like personality monsters in our own way. So if you have a kid, that's like a, that's another thing too. Oh, and so we we came to that conclusion about not wanting to have a kid before the pandemic, and then dur- during the pandemic, like like once a week, we were like, and I understand having a family is beautiful, and yes. everyone loves their of kids course, and all that shit. Motherhood and fatherhood is so powerful, and I I love that for everyone. But once. A, <laughs> Once a week, we would be like smoking weed with the air conditioning on. Like uh, uh, this is like seven days a week, but uh, once a week we would get (laughs) have the windows closed, air conditioning on, weed smoke in the house, TV on. It's like eleven. We're like ordering pizza and we're just looking at each other and we're like, we're not fucking. Who wants to have kids? (laughs) (laughs) And that's like shit. We realize we prioritize. Right. We're like we want. We are social people. We want to go out all the time. I want to perform. At night frequently, you know what I mean? And I know that's all stuff you can do as a parent, but we just realized like we didn't like if we did, we just also didn't want to. Right. You don't have to make that compromise. You didn't want to have to make that shift. And I also still think it's easier said than done because when people say it can't be done, it can't be done if you have a lot of money. You you need a lot. Like, I don't just mean the money of a child, but then if you want to be able to hang out. You need somebody who's gonna come watch that child yeah, like for an hourly rate that does, is competitive. Does Adam you have need a another nanny? airplane seat eventually? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, you know, if you want to travel, you need like a third mouth at every meal. Like, you exactly. know, and, like you need or or a babysitter that right and food there. My know? God, like, what if the baby starts doing a bone scraper? We can't have that. <laughs> no, you know, baby can't genetically like me. Please, God, <laughs> baby, fucking feral child, fucking. Eat. Uh, most kids don't even have teeth at six months. This kid is scraping. Bones. <laughs> I love the idea that like you and Tiff, you have a kid, and then there's just this like uh, crib, and you throw in like a big like Flintstones rack of ribs into the crib, <laughs> and then just one like once a day come and like pull out the bones. You just you just hear like the wood chipper sound. Like, <laughs> Is someone and, watching like, Fargo? <laughs> yeah, and like full ribs are just flying out of the crib and landing on the ground, <laughs> and completely clean. <laughs> Uh, do you love how much that we have internalized 101 places to party before you die and are like regurgitating it at you i 
Honestly, to me, I, it's also my lexicon. So I'm in. I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about bone scrapers at home all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about diarrhea and eating ribs at home all the time. I mean, I really am. <laughs> to be fair, you know, ba- you see, my lifestyle determines my toilet style. You see, exactly. <laughs> I remember those. Uh, Don't t-shirts. hey guys, act cool when I tweet that exact sentence. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'll like, plug couples therapy in the <laughs> Here's what I don't get. Adam should have a Jewish stomach, which means that like anything you goes in, it just comes out diarrhea. He, so I think he I think he does. He okay. has a Jewish he has a lethal combination of a Jewish stomach and a doctor father. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. like, uh, he's got like someone who's constantly in his ear about health, but he's also got that. But we're putting like w- w- so much wi- like he drinks like whiskey neat a lot and it's like that's a drink that like that fucks your stomach up no matter what yeah. like, that's just like that's powerful and it's a brutal like it's a br- like a brutal life we were living <laughs> yeah. We were, yeah we are gluttons who are disgusting and we were like <laughs> had to ramp it up for our job you know what i mean right. like right. i was playing out of like i i'm i'm like a top shelf level at that skill and i was playing a league up like being a trash <laughs> host is like one more than you think because like the thing sucks about like the lack of downtime yeah like you because it's like downtime is expensive for uh productions like having so like there's rarely you know like the days off are like in between and travel days and we were like can we have like two days on one like to, like the last Five episodes we shot were three weeks in a row, one week off, two weeks in a row. In that one week off, all I did was unpack, laundry, repack, leave. (laughs) And I and and you'll you see it on us in Portland because that's the third week. Like we were like begging for that no alcohol day. We were like when we do a cannabis only day. We were like. Like medically requesting that. Oh my god! When you open up your contracts, when it's like season three or four, can you add into the contract? There has to be like money for a liver transplant. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We yeah we we should have them. uh, We should have our wives deal with uh, like them talking life insurance shit. Oh my God! True TV definitely needs to pay for your policy, okay? Because they're affecting they're affecting the end game, and they need to be able to pay that. It's like, no, you've done. I got bad news. If it's a policy True TV can afford, I'd rather just take. (laughs) Uh huh. Understandable. Understandable. For Tiffany's sake, I'm gonna. Uh, honestly, this is something we we her and I have been discussing. We need to talk about is we should have life insurance for the other one now. Before we're like even more. She's like a diabetic. I'm obese, and like it's like all right, yeah. How much is our life insurance? Ah, eh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gonna go up as we get older and more close to. Th- okay, I know. Jimmy is like, we'll pay for a cardboard box for a coffin, but that's about <laughs> it. Yeah. We have a hole. It's in Atlanta, but I think you'll be okay. <laughs> On the Turner property. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like. We could like, bury you under the Brave Stadium if you're okay exactly. with that. You're like, as long as they change your name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I think, I think we've gotten a lot of background information on Gabrus that now prepares the listener to go on a journey as he helps us answer these people's questions. Don't you think, Andy? Yes, I feel very good. I feel prepared. Okay, we love it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With John Gabrus, honey, here to help you handle your scandal. Gabrus has made love work for 19 damn years. Okay? He's still smiling despite the darkness. He has tools that we need access to. Okay? And we are taking advantage now. Gabrus, we get DMs on Insta. We get DMs on Twitter. Emails. Gmails. In fact, nope, not Gmail. This first one comes to us anonymously from Instagram. Okay, you know. All right, I picked this because... uh, uh, Last night, I, I picked all the questions, and uh, seemingly I picked a lot of marriage ones. I don't know what. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I, maybe that was in my head or what I was working Marriage out. on the mind. <laughs> Classic Andy. After screaming at my parents as people, people walking their dogs were just like, what's that guy? Why is he screaming into his headphones? All right. Hi, Andy and Naomi. I love your pod so much. I, I leave the compliments in, John. Uh, <laughs> I work from home, so podcast hosts are my friends and coworkers, whether they know it or not. Crying laughing emoji. Gorgeous. Here's my question. My partner and I have been dating for five years and living together for a year and a half. We know we want to be together indefinitely, but both have complicated feelings about marriage and weddings that we're working through. Thanks, religious upbringing in the South. He has a complicated relationship with his mom in that she wants everyone to make the choices, big and small, that she thinks they should make at I all this, times. I feel this like it's personal to me, Andy. Continue. Uh, I, about, I feel like this is one, something that's so personal it's universal. <laughs> <laughs> that be hidden. <laughs> in fact, wait till the second part of the sentence. So she's always vocally disappointed in all her children. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh-huh. She must love her children-in-law. Uh-huh. Exactly. Well, her biggest disappointment being that she wants all of her children married with children, and none of them are. Hmm. Recently, in addition to berating us, <laughs> that's always a good verb to use. Uh, recently, in addition to berating us for not being married, she's insistent that my partner give me her wedding ring for engagement slash marriage. Oh, Lord. My first instinct is that I really don't want her ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not even engaged or planning to get married at this point. There's enough pressure already that if we were to make that decision, I think the only way it would feel good would be to do it in a way that feels authentic to us. I also don't know what the ring looks like. 
I do love family heirlooms and passing things on through generations, but this one in particular feels strange to me. She's still married to her husband. (laughs) Okay. In parentheses, my partner's father. And they're young. I'm used to family members who are much older giving things away or receiving family heirlooms after someone has passed. A wedding ring is also just not something super meaningful to me. I've told my partner that we could literally get a ring at a flea market and I would be happy. Things have meaning to me more more for the memory associated with them than the monetary value. Another piece of my hesitancy is my partner's complicated relationship with his mom. Well, sure. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's had to have some distance in that relationship for his well-being and mental health, obviously. (laughs) And it feels weird to accept such an intimate item from someone we both feel distance with. How would you handle this situation? We certainly want her to feel honored and loved. Do you? Without us compromising important life decisions and moments or feeling controlled. Hope this message wasn't way too long. No, I think it was. No. So in short, if anyone, if anyone got a little distracted because we had so many active thoughts in the moment. Yeah. All you guys who are doing dishes or like our, (laughs) like this uh, listener uh, working their way through a spreadsheet (laughs) while listening to a complicated question about love. No way you're doing this while you work. That's amazing. Some F2 to F12. Wait, what? (laughs) Basically, they're in a relationship they aren't even trying to get married. It's been five years and they're happy with what it is. But the partner's mom is like, get married, have babies, give give her my wedding ring. I assume this is a heterosexual relationship based on how his mother is. I think, and so, I think so. I, and so I'm like, I just can't imagine, you know what I mean? This yeah. mother being that cool. Um, and also, I like not to be a dick, I, th- I think it's a, a woman who wrote in yes, because... Yes, yes. Because the energy is, and maybe I will like the ring. It's like that's the most woman, like the most woman thing ever is to be like. And I don't want to offend anyone. I've been trained like this from by like by society to like. And because she's like second guesses herself, she's like, I I don't want to get married. I don't care about rings, but I I do like family heirlooms. I guess right. I, you know, like she's already having to talk herself into it. Honey, do not. <laughs> You are okay. Wear what you want to wear. Say what you want to say. Call your partner what you want to call them. <laughs> like that's my advice right now. Is uh, I think you're at like a weird point in a relationship where you are being asked to place boundaries, and it's time. Like it's tough, and it sounds like the, the, the husband wants distance too. But I think it's time to be like, uh, we have no plans to get married. But you can let him down easy. And look, it, we would feel uncomfortable having that ring. So if you want to leave it to me, I would be honored. Mm, that's a good way around. That's a good way around it. Uh, leave it to me. But I, yeah. Yep. But I want you to have it while, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't need. <laughs> yeah. Can I suggest, too, when, uh, the day after you draw those boundaries, give yourself, have a good meal. <laughs> Take some time off. Watch a comedy. Last night, <laughs> last night, I I got back from that walk and I made myself a Trader Joe's mushroom flatbread, which That's is one of my not faves. A, it's your fave, but that doesn't mean good meal. But it's a fave. It's sure. a comfort. It's a comfort. comfort. It's a comfort. All right. <laughs> and we watched Bros. It was a very nice evening. It took my mind off of the stuff. Like give yourself, like treat yourself nicely because the it takes a lot of energy to draw those boundaries. And to be firm with them, it was we. I yelled at my parents like they yelled at me when I was a kid. It was really weird. 
I think it's like one of the first times you realize like the shoe is on the other foot, especially for people like us. And maybe I'm going to say our generation, but I think maybe it's not everyone that's our generation. But they're like, uh, I feel like metropolitan lifestyle, our generation are eschewing like we're getting married in our 30s. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're getting having kids in our thirties and stuff. So by the time you're getting married, you're a little more actualized, and you need them a little less. Yes. But when back in the day, when everyone got married at like twenty and twenty-two, you had to like you kind of needed your parents. You didn't even have enough friends. Like you know what I mean? Like you only had like you only had like high school and college at that point. Like like you hadn't lived a full fucking life. So like you you needed your parents' family to be there. They were used to like those neighborhood people being at fucking weddings and shit like that and it's like once you're in your 30s and you have a real more sense of who you are and you know when you you want your wedding to be for you i'm i'm talking about an earlier subject in relation to this person's question so i feel bad but uh that that's what i'll stop there no 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 but i agree i do think because it's also it's also what you said what uh (laughs) you know what i said to andy at the time last night when we were talking it through and what I say to this person, and in response to what you've said, Gabrus, because I think you're right. It is time. This is a moment where you, you and your uh, boyfriend are a unit now, and you draw boundaries for your unit when it yes. comes to the family. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I think is very hard for a lot of parents. I think, and I think it's a personality thing. I know people who have parents where the parents are pretty. They understand them as adults and as autonomous individuals, and let them do their thing. And there are a lot of people whose parents aren't comfortable. And someone who berates an adult. Like, if you are a working adult who has their shit together, no need to be berated for not doing some shit just because it's not what this other person wants you to do. That's a parent who cannot see their child as an autonomous, independent adult who makes right. their own decisions. They still see the umbilical cord. They're yes. still like, there's yeah. like a ghostly umbilical cord in their mind. That's right. what I was saying. And not to make this so gendered, but uh, anecdotally, based on my life and a lot of friends' lives, mothers of boys have a very hard time like passing a boy off to another woman interesting that's or and maybe and i've heard this be more specific to like italian culture so italian american culture so maybe that's the case too because there's like that steep like there's this weird connection and like my mom and i'm the oldest of three boys so i was like i i I like broke the sound i broke that barrier you know uh, Mm -hmm. and my and that and it was hard on my mom like she was she was difficult about it and naomi you said something there it's the and it's the first time that it's hey it's me and someone not from our family Mm -hmm. versus you and it's like that's hard for the parent on that meta meta textual level in that they're realizing this is what it is for the rest of my life now too i've like lost i've like i'm the i'm and that's like that there's something crazy about that because like it's enough to have your child become an autonomous adult, but then when they're like, and this other person who you have no history with, like you have minimal history with, is now a fundamental part of mine and your life. And like, right, I think right, I right. Think that's but also really like this person is now my family, right? Like I, to me, right. like I feel like Andy and I, and certainly this is further deep into the pandemic, but we are a unit. Like it's literally yes. us, right? Like more, I feel more of a unit to him than I do to. It feels crazy to say that, but it's like I feel more like Andy is my person more than my mother is my person because I grew up, you know, as an only child of a single mother. So, like, when I talk about entwined and entrenched, it right. was me and her. <laughs> entrenched, a great word. <laughs> but it was like it really was. And I think 
Even Entwined I had- and Entrenched is better be the title of like your memoir about like, <laughs> growing up in that household. <laughs> but I but I think it's hard for her. I think it's really yeah. hard for her. And I think she t- and like I remember one time where she was like she said things like Andy took you away from me or um I think his relationship with his parents makes you not want to hang out with me. Like mm. I've kind of it's re- rubbing off dna and it's like right actually no it was more that like our relationship was really fraught once i became an adult but i didn't have anybody else so i always had to kind of capitulate and once i realized i had another person i wasn't who had, as wi- back. Who had my back i wasn't as willing to capitulate anymore right you know right and that yeah like it's like the power dynamic has shifted and that's hard on uh, a lot of parents hmm. like, yeah and and it's easy to blame your uh, son-in-law or daughter. Right, or, the outsider. Know, Blame the outsider. It's yeah, it's easier to be like, oh, yeah, let me guess. Well, and it's funny you say you and Andy are you, and not funny you say that, but like in, in agreement with that, uh, like a couple of Christmases ago because of the pandemic, Tiff and I had our first Christmas we uh, where we hadn't gone back east yep. or on vacation. Yeah, right. And it was amazing. Uh-huh. And my like it was like a really amazing like we had like a we we made special we made traditions we started traditions for ourselves mm-hmm. and it was like really beautiful and we were like so like happy we did Italian Christmas Eve with with, with seven fish oh yeah I saw I saw those like, pictures I said I gotta eat some of that I remember yeah and, and then we did uh, Chinese food and uh, the, a movie on Christmas Day in honor yeah. of uh, Tiff's stepdad and my Long Island upbringing. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we did it. We do Jewish Christmas and Italian Christmas Eve. <laughs> and, uh, but we, t- my mom said at one point, I'm so sorry, I'm rambling, but like she no, was no, like, no. Uh, about the unit thing. She was like, she's like, I just feel bad that you have like no family out there with you guys. And I go, Mom, we've been living together since we were in our 20s. This is who I'm going to live with until I'm in my 80s. That's an asterisk. <laughs> I'm like, he's very hopeful. <laughs> uh, it's like, I was like, Mom, this is my family. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm here with Tiff and Artie, I know, and this is, you guys, I'm sure you guys can relate. I'm like, I'm here with Tiff and my dog. Like, this is my family. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I understand, and I, I, I miss you guys, and I understand you, you're missing me as a piece of what you know holidays as, but I'm not missing, like, my new holidays are, f- like, I'm I'm very cool with them. They are yes. very much my speed. Yes. And then, oh, and this is so thrilling. My brother got a job at a hospital in Santa Monica for three months. And he, so he just moved out here and he's my youngest brother, him and his girlfriend moved out here. And so, uh, he can't like, he's just moving out here and just getting a spot and all this shit. So he doesn't want to fly home for Christmas. Mm. And I was like, well, guess what? You can come to your brother's <laughs> yeah. and sister-in-law's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day fiesta. And they were like, we're definitely in. And I'm like, I feel bad. And I'm like, he's like, no, that sounds so nice. It sounds so nice and peaceful. I'm like, oh, yeah, weird that people <laughs> who are distancing themselves from our family are enjoying nice, are looking for nice and peaceful. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Like, oh. From both my family and Tiff's family. It's like, oh, weird. It's like quiet and not crazy and not dramatic over here. Oh, this is this is a delight. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh yes. man. As you were talking, I was thinking my mom could not be she loves me, but she could not be uh more uh like dusting her hand the chalk yeah. off her hands like Yeah, she's washed like, her hands of it. Like def- like definitely like if I was a used car, 
she and Naomi was like coming to pick me up. She would have like opened up the kitchen window, tossed the keys out to <laughs> Naomi in the driveway, <laughs> and been like, "Good luck." Yeah, that's definitely her vibe. That's definitely her energy. She loves Second me. Second gears a little iffy. <laughs> exactly. well, she loves me, but she was just like, "Hey, uh, he's your problem now." Right. Totally. <laughs> totally. And it's, but you know, just to close the loop on this question, it's like. I think what you suggested this, what you said, Gabriel, I think is so great. We're like, I would love for you to leave it to me when you're gone. You know, don't talk about like the person dying, but the same way, the way you were earlier, it's like, I really, I'm very honored that you thought of me for this. But I would be uncomfortable. Yep. Exactly. If you said, because uncomfortable is not super offensive. And if they push it any further, they're actively seeking your discomfort. Like that puts mm. them in a position where okay, hello, that puts hello, them in a position yes. where you've said you've said something about how it makes you feel. So any other pushing from them is now from malice. Yes. Like, you know, like okay. now you can like you can speak you can speak to it more defensively. You could be more pro and this is Honestly, and you said that they wanted to stay. They, they, she mentions in the article, in the letter, she wants to stay with him for. A, she knows that that's yeah. her forever person. You gotta like this is a, the first step of a thousand foot journey, a thousand yeah. step journey, and feel free to make this step as small as possible. But it's time. Yeah, it's time to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start totally. building uh, unit unit routines. It's time. To Wait, start have you been? In, have you done unit. therapy either your own or with your wife? We have not done couples therapy, but I ha- I have done therapy, and I've because you really have the language, therapy. you really have this awareness for how to how you're communicating something, gay press. I host a lot of podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I was a communications major. Ooh, okay, well, maybe that's maybe that's not nothing. I always thought it was a fake major. <laughs> I'm but maybe. And to be. F- to be fair, I, the biggest thing I ever claim about communications was I switched my major to it sophomore year, and Tiffany transferred to my college, uh, to the college I was already at her sophomore year, and we were both in intro to communication principles together. And that's oh, where we you met. both have that baseline. We were, yeah, and we were platonic friends for a couple of years because we both had significant others when we met. Uh-huh. And so we were friends for a couple of years before we even got to that hooking up phase. So we've been we've been riding together since uh, first day of sophomore college. But was like, the like, was the attraction apparent before that, even when you were dating other people? I, oh yeah, she's a dime. I she's mean, a dime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you ha- and I and I, I, you know, we were both pieces of asses. You know, you know a piece of asses. Is it like, uh, <laughs> is it attorneys general? Is it pieces of ass? Yeah, I believe it's piece, pieces of pieces, ass. I believe that is the. Yeah. My mom was an English teacher. I believe she ass. taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> she taught you it was pieces of ass. Yeah, that's how she articulated it to you. And see, Andy, so that's how they're pieces of ass. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were we were like uh, we're both very good looking people now. Imagine us when we were nineteen. You know? <laughs> Like we were, you know, like we were hand, like oh, only younger and more resilient, you know. Uh, and I, I, uh, I did this like alpha thing that I would do. That of course I would do was uh, like I came into class and everyone went around and said their name, and I came in like late in like pajama pants, sure, like, a weird, like you know, just um, fully trying uh, to be Van Wilder. That's on game, yeah. Van Wilder. <laughs> Truly believe myself to be Van Wilder. Uh, <laughs> It's embarrassing. I know. I'm comfortable here. I told you. I'm co- I got the words. I've got the vocab. Uh, and they they went around the class and everyone said their names. There was like 28 kids. And the teacher was like, does anyone think they know every single person's name? And I was and everyone was like, ha ha ha. And I was like, I do. 
she was like, okay. I stood up and said every single person's name in the class. So, but I like distinctly remember getting to like second row hot blonde girl with like a studded uh, black belt like she had like a black t-shirt over a thermal she had like a she's got a real goth edge to her too and she was kind of like punk gothed out and I was like Tiffany and like a name you remember a look you remember and I just like and then in that class later on the teacher was like all right so we just need everyone to group up I, I was like sitting three rows away from this chick and I just was like immediately over to her desk and I was like uh, do you have a partner for the group project? <laughs> <laughs> and got in with just like the hottest girl in class. I was like, I gotta be in her. I gotta be in her group oh right now, dog. And then it turned out, and we were just friends for a couple years. But she was an incredibly hard worker and like a studious student. So, and we start, and we were both film majors. So we started taking all our classes together because she was such a good student. And it was like we were just de- de- developing our codependency even before we hooked up. <laughs> like we were like, I was like, Yo, uh, did you study? She's like, Of course. So I'm like, okay, great. Yo, uh, do you know that? I'm like, I didn't do anything, but I'm going to get by on my charm. It's going to be a dynamic we're going to deal with for our whole life. <laughs> You're charming and you work hard. Okay, fuck. You're going to just outdistance me instantly in life. Let's ride. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, do you have time for one more? Do you feel do you feel like you could do one more knowing that Of course. I'm sorry if I yeah, I'm gonna overtalk. One more means twenty. <laughs> I I'm in. You know what I mean? I'm here for it. Let's do this one because I think the What we have what we have next is a voicemail. And if you guys want to leave us a voicemail, you can call 323-524-7839. There's a three minute limit. You will get cut off. It will stress us out when you don't get to the question before three minutes. Okay. So let's do the one that's less that that we know for sure they're gonna get to. Okay. Hey, Naomi and Andy and illustrious guests. This is Jay from Brooklyn. First time, long time. I'm a he, him, and I had COVID this week, so I've had a lot of time to think. (laughs) And I've been meaning to call in and ask you about my case of unrequited love. I became very close with somebody during the pandemic over the course of about a year. Spent a lot of time together, had a lot of mutual interests. At a certain point, she would say things like, I um, think about you every day, but she was not really emotionally available, and maybe I'm not either. Hmm. But uh, anyway, eventually she moved in with somebody, and uh, we decided I couldn't really handle being friends with her because it kind of hurt. And I haven't spoken to her about five months, except about a month ago, she sent me a message that, you know, I still think about you, whatever. Oh, no. Uh-uh. I responded politely. But anyway, I feel like I was making progress and not thinking about her all the time, kind of reclaiming my interests as my own. But lately, I feel like I've regressed a little bit and become a bit discouraged. And I just think about her all the time, about, you know, books and movies and restaurants and just ideas that I would like to share with her. And I will say she inspired me to get back into photography and go to therapy which I'm still in, which helps. And I started part-time classes at grad school. And I'm looking for a new job. And, you know, I'm working on it. But should I ever try to be friends with her? I feel like I've imposed some kind of loneliness on myself. Mm. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to handle it. But I just uh, need some motivation for kind of being myself again and and uh mm-hmm. moving on and being confident that i could meet somebody new and 
not still think about her and not associate my own interests with her just because mm-hmm. we shared them for a while uh, anyway any advice you have i would appreciate and thank you for listening and have a nice day goodbye i love you jay you said you need a confidence boost i love you okay you jay, are coming correct jay, you your man what a well-adjusted individual did we just mm-hmm. speak to like what mm-hmm. a what a fucking self-aware human being that just was a rare <laughs> a rare self-aware podcast listener oh my god they, yes. <laughs> oh yeah i remember when i had exist. unrequited love and i was just totally unself-aware and i just like didn't under- know how to like deal with the right with the feelings inside and it <sighs> seems like jay is it jay yeah jay seems like jay has right. like is there i don't even know if there's any advice we really need to give except i guess don't get in touch with this person again yeah i think it's like wait go well go ahead i I wouldn't say straight i wouldn't say straight up don't get in touch with this person again i would say like if you ever feel like just share those words with her and say and like say like hey look i i would love you know i i've i've been thinking of you too obviously um I would just convey like, cause she seems like she was so, so positive in your life. If your relationship, if you can handle a change in that relationship, sounds like it's still a positive relationship to have in your life. Hmm. Like her as a platonic friend. I know it's very difficult. I think not yet it, though. I think not yet. Yeah. Not yet. That's what I'm saying. But I think, I, cause I think, cause I hear you. However, because obviously, not not just, okay, this person was a positive force. It's a mutual thing. Because here she is, you know, four or five months late, four months later, t- giving a text. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, she's still thinking of him. Right. But. Right. He's uh, He sounds like he's a positive influence, uh, positive uh, a get for uh, for someone else as well. Like, well, right. Sense. But this is why, the, but see, no. I think, you know, Jay, I guess part of that, as you said, this confidence boost is like, the confidence boost you're looking for. Hopefully it can come from your favorite podcast hosts. And it is us saying (laughs) you are doing everything you should be doing. Meaning, as you said, you know, you are doing the work on yourself. You are engaging in creative endeavors that make you happy. You are improving yourself by going to grad school. Yeah, like looking for a job. I mean, you're doing the internal work and. And external. And external. But I think it. And so I think it is, you know, being patient I think certainly you cannot be mad at yourself for some of these feelings. Like if you've been trying yes. to get over somebody and then they text you out the blue, of course they're going to come back in your head. Like that doesn't mean you're weak. It also doesn't mean like, is this person the one, the love of my life? No, it was, this can, this could be a very right. impactful person in your life who is not necessarily the person you are meant to spend your life with. And and we all have people like that. We all have people who do like people who don't even know they changed the course of our lives. Right. Like people you meet and you're like, this person meant a lot to me and they may not, you know what I mean? And like we text once a year, you know what I mean? Like you just never know. Yeah. She's basically like, it's okay to have had that relationship. I've had this relationship with her. It's okay for it to be in the past and both have, and just have that, you know, positive send off and not, you know, you need the distance. So you're not like, uh, in your own head about it you know what i mean like it, it yeah she's like a high school sense. teacher <laughs> no no that's mary kay Turno energy i don't i don't mean like that. that but i just mean like <laughs> she she put you on a positive path and she's in your past and you can like look at your yearbook if you ever feel like nostalgic 
<laughs> I get that. Okay, yes, you want him. That's where he needs to get. Yes. And I think, though. Right, yeah. But You I, need to turn her into the same, like, you need to right. morph that energy into the same kind of energy uh, you felt for a uh, high school teacher that you were not physically attracted to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, here's a question, though, for both of y'all. Do you think it's possible to get over someone, to have romantic feelings for someone go away before or without getting with another person? Hmm. That's my question. Uh, yeah, that's hard. That's some that's some real that's some real work. And I feel like in the traditional like this dynamic of a heterosexual man and a woman, I think it's like extra hard for straight men to like Im- wrap their head around you know what i mean like i think like attraction like is such a weird thing like they, they, they have such a hard we have such a hard time separating those things yeah. but i do think i do think like that is something to aspire to obviously like right to get over it and like if she doesn't want to part and like you just have to like be be cool about it. Like, but I it, you also uh, if you understand I cannot be cool, right? Then that's fine for you. Like, hey, look, I just can't be cool. I know I should be. So let's get the like you know. Let's I, keep I our can. distance. Yeah, I'll see you when I see you. Right. But I think it's also like you know as you talk about these things, it's like well, and again, I'm not trying to push you into a relationship, but I do think there can be value depending on where you're at emotionally. Can you do it? in like going on apps and going on dates and having just new experiences with new people. Like, why don't you go on a date and take somebody to a restaurant? You know what I mean? And just like, now that restaurant isn't so attached to this old person. You yeah, know, do like, all the same together, things. Your idea, of, do, your idea yeah. of going to restaurants isn't attached to this person. Yeah. Your idea of discussing a movie after something with this is someone, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like that, create these new experiences so they... The experiences also detach them and the, the genres of what they are. Yes, yes are diluted. Deta- get detached from her. Yeah, yeah. dilute yeah, yeah, yeah. the situation. So and- do all the same stuff though with ten new people and then right. like photography with new people and restaurants and movies right, and all that right. stuff. Right, with right. new people are and there- then that'll dilute the, those original feelings. Yeah, so it's not always bringing you back to her. And I mean, are there any friends in grad school? Are there any cool people, people you hang out with, you know, after class, let's get a drink, let's do a what, X, Y, or Z. Are those friendships that are worth uh, deepening, you know, or taking outside of the outside of class? Like, again, this is just, again, I don't know all your details, but stuff like that, so it doesn't always feel like this person reminds me of that only, you know? Because I know that stuff. I have, this, I have that same thing too. Like certain things remind me of people girl bye <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> uh for the listener naomi just unplugged andy's mic and shut <laughs> <out of her. laughs> girl no. bye <laughs> so it's like you know so i i know what that can be to have that connection i think it's about you i think you establishing more connections and they can both platonic and romantic you know so you also because i think it can also help you realize not just replacing memories but also oh i can have connections with other people this one person was not my one chance oh there's someone else who likes the stuff i like who gets the jokes i make and you're only gonna know that those are that other people are out there if you put yourself out there right right i like that i like that a lot also like change change the Change the situation for, you know, set and setting to use an old uh, uh, psychedelic term, set and setting, like 
go intentionally to a movie by yourself with like specifics in mind of like like if going to the movies was important to you or like join like a, a movie club or listen to a movie podcast you know engage with this thing you love without uh her in a fresh new way that like breaks it for you so that like imagine the power of like how much you enjoy movies and once they're disconnected from her you can go see them by yourself and with other people and you get the movie experience that you're seeking and create, create new neural pathways for that. Don't go to the same movie theater you went to with her, go to a different movie theater and uh. do something different. Like, Oh, this spot, I always get this burrito before here. Like you get this dope burrito. And now I yeah. have like, this nice afternoon at the, that I attach to going to see movies rather than like this old, uh, this other lifestyle. Yes. Like, get these things totally. separate from them. Totally. And I think that's something goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode of like, Having that individual time in a relationship is paramount so that, God forbid, that is that it doesn't work anymore. Like, I see it with, like, my dad dying. You know, my that generation, my mom was, like, dangerously codependent, you know. And my mom is, like, not, is kind of an outlier in amongst her peers in that she's, like, a little social butterfly who's okay doing a lot of stuff by herself and, and going on vacation by herself and flying to meet friends places. That's not something a lot of older women... Was she like uh, that uh, before your dad She was. Passed? Okay. Exactly exactly and but so much stuff they did codependently that my mom's life kind of fell apart but luckily for me personally to be honest for luckily for her in ways and big time for me she never lost that social ability so she's not like lonely like but like you you see sometimes like and you realize it's okay to be like we should have separate lives and then it makes our time together even sweeter like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that's i mean that's just how i personally feel and i think like we've got yeah. like, a good thing going yeah sure <laughs> that's been the basis of this the, that goes back to the very first episode i was going to say show. the first episode of this show gabers is titled got to miss a bitch okay yeah, <laughs> you need it if you want the love to work, and it's something that we and yes, there are gotta miss a bitch T-shirts, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but oh, promo I mean, code mighty. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also something that we've dealt with. I think has been one of the challenges in moving to LA together. Mm. In that much our social circles. It's one circle basically now. Whereas it in New collapsed. York, we in had New York, different. We had all of our different friends. Right. Yeah. It'll and like that'll that'll because that, that's kind of like Tiffany and I when we landed, you know. Uh, and we've been we've been here for uh, we uh, actually in like we're just short of ten years. We're hitting oh anniversaries around now. Yeah, we'll have been here ten years on November first is when we moved here, and uh, we, we our circles were intertwined for so long. But you do just like develop other like you know. Uh, you, you get a gig and then you're like, oh, this person is like a friend that has no attachment to you. Uh, so this person like, you know, like Tiffany went to a wedding of a friend of mine that that she that's when she met him. Like uh-huh. yeah, that I had met since moving to L.A. It's like he was a poker friend and it's like Tiffany just wasn't part of that part of my life. And so it like but it took four years to develop that him and I had a relationship mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah, you and your wife should come to my wedding where you also meet my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like and it's like it's just understood that him and I got that close that that was the dynamic. And it was like that doesn't happen 
like for both of you know what I mean like and that just happened to be this like separate so it'll happen organically I guess is what I'm saying but I I, I completely because that's exactly how it was when we landed and weirdly enough we I had a couple of people we were kind of friends in friends with in New York also moved here at the same time and we became weirdly extra close with them. and then they ended up being like these major parts of our lives for a couple of years mm-hmm. where we were like we were barely friends in New York and it was just about like around the time our our tickets were booked <laughs> <laughs> kind of like like if you're still friends with a college roommate kind of like that's random that like uh, it was like literally a lottery and we are still <laughs> friends 20 years 20 plus years later that's kind of how it feels like in that situation too I'm like wow I can't believe it worked out right 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But oh, I was going to say something, but I forgot, but maybe it's fine. I think it could be fine that I said what I said and I forgot what I was going to say next. <laughs> Naomi, you are a good person. Thank you so much. No matter what you forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's affirming. That is nice. That that feels that felt good for me to see, you know what I mean? So I can only imagine how it felt for both of you to both give and receive that. That's so sweet. <laughs> And now people are listening and have heard that. That's like, t- we're, you know, we're touching hearts and keeping buttholes open or whatever the <laughs> opening was. <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt. Definitely wasn't butthole, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, we're as touching I hearts that, I'm and like, opening no. butts or whatever you guys wanted me to say. That's on a t-shirt now. <laughs> With a Muppet Promo version of Gabrus. on <laughs> there. Covered in blood. A gun in, a gun in his mouth. <laughs> Pointing <laughs> out. <laughs> pointing out <laughs> this is a good t-shirt idea <laughs> <laughs> it makes and you got to listen to one specific minute of podcast <laughs> at some point to get it there's hey, a three minute run in my, yeah. a three minute run if in episode 242 bang bang do it off of like someone saying one thing once we can do it yeah <laughs> fuck yeah i i have this shirt in my store that is completely no one really buys it. it says number two fuck boy and it was just like something that <laughs> i needed to have three ideas when i opened the shirt store i felt like or something like that so it's just this dumb idea there's only been like 12 sold ever and a friend of mine said he saw someone wearing a number two fuck boy shirt and went up to him and was like oh are you listening to Cambridge's podcast he was like what and i was like what why'd you buy it? he's like you he's like i just like the i like the shirt and it's like <laughs> one human being like one of like the eight people who have bought the shirt bought it just like oh that's a cool expression <laughs> not i've never even heard of me or my podcast and that is so dumb and funny to me i call myself the number one fuck boy on podcast andy mentioned it. you guys mentioned it earlier uh but i just i was like that is so funny to me like and i imagine like this weird muppet version of me with a gun pointing out someone's just like oh i thought the design was fucking yeah. right, right. <laughs> right, you know, right. like, that has no idea the context of it or anything <laughs> well number two fuck boy you could imagine that at like the the boardwalk, right? You can imagine yeah, that it's you a go boardwalk to one of those. For sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I could see it, someone just you randomly. can't find it with sleeves for some reason. Do I get the uh, Big Johnson or the uh, number two fuckboy shirt? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Coed naked soccer. We do it for ninety minutes or number two fuckboy. <laughs> Um, I used to when I was a kid. Sorry, I know we're wrapping up, but I just like I had these very specific memories of those that like Big Johnson and Coed Naked shirts at Boscov's being like when I was a child, being like me trying to figure out sexuality through these t-shirts. 
like as, as like an eight year old or something. Oh no! <laughs> my dad's like taking my sister to buy clothes, so I'm just wandering. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wandering the aisles of the the t-shirt section of Boscovs in Reading, Pennsylvania, yeah. <laughs> yeah. learning about sex. Yeah. All I know is that you you don't want to hang out on the porch. You want to run with the big dog. <laughs> Ah, Gabris. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. What a pleasure. What a joy. A joy. Joy. Delight. I love, I love catching up with you guys. And you, here's something. I love catching up with you together. Mm. I love running into you separately mm. because you are separate, Thank wonderful, you. beautiful people <laughs> who only are, a, a, your sum is only greater than your parts, but your parts are fucking great. So, Oof. Oof. That Flip was, that out. Play yeah. it for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> we will see y'all next Mom, week. Mom, I'm going to put you on speakerphone for a second. I have <laughs> something I want to play you. <laughs> I can't really articulate my feelings, but here's... I want to play you something. She thinks it's like a, uh, a song. <laughs> it's just like a clip from your own podcast. <laughs> okay, Mom. Who is this guy? <laughs> Gabris, remember? I said the guy Bone from the scraper. Don't you I got remember? Oh, all right, all right, guys, and everyone else. We'll see you next time. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.